All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. You want to hear a lunatic story for why the book is there? Sure. Okay. So, I haven't slept well in about a month. I haven't had decent sleeps at all. Right. That's actually dramatically understating it. It's been like mildly traumatic sometimes. Um, and last night I tried to move to the couch mm-hmm. where I stayed for all of five minutes before I was like, no, the bed is horrible, but it's better than this. Right. Anyway, I had to put something in front of the router because when the room is pitch dark, the little blue lights on a router are blinding. Right. Like when I was a little kid, I even when I was a little kid and I was like kind of afraid of the dark the way all kids are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how like basements are kind of scary. Yep. Like, sure. That aside... I still couldn't sleep unless my bedroom was perfectly dark and I would lean an Archie digest up against my alarm clock to uh, like to so like soften the harshness of the yellow light from my alarm clock. Right. I couldn't look I couldn't roll over and cuz even if I rolled over the the gleam from the clock would shine through my eyelids and wake me up. So you're just like trying to make it completely pitch black in here. Yeah, so I took a thousand-page book and put it in front of the router <laughs> so the blinking light wouldn't keep me awake. Right. Even though I was obviously still awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you been listening to that uh, Fall Asleep podcast at all? Uh, sleep With Me? Yeah. No, that didn't really work for me. No. No, it never really did. I have kind of found it a little bit interesting. Yeah, you, I remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah. But not interesting enough to be a fan of it. I was right. just kind of like... I was just there with him the whole time. Right? Didn't you play it in the car with me one time? And it just seemed like he kept running off onto different tangents. Kind of. The whole time. Like, it was almost like stream of consciousness for him. It's almost like, it begs the question, <laughs> are you brilliant in doing this on purpose? Or are you a terrible broadcaster? <laughs> like, yeah. You just or, have no idea how to do this. Or how did you learn that you were able to put people asleep and <laughs> was that, that just feelings yeah from like talking to people and they're like okay well i'm going to bed cause... yeah i can't talk to you anymore man this yeah. is way too boring yeah exactly well it's the thing is boring stuff doesn't put me to sleep right and i does like, interesting I was... stuff sometimes like the weirdest stuff will put me to sleep like like lord of the rings movies will put me to sleep really sometimes mm. uh or like like an action movie where there's like a lot of talking and like I don't know why that is. Maybe it's British accents I find kind of right. soothing. But British? Why British accents? Is that are those I, I the just, action Because there's British accents in in Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Oh, gotcha. Which I can I can vividly remember times when I have dozed off watching those things. Mm-hmm. And for me to doze off at all is pretty much unheard of. Right. Do you ever think like maybe if I just stand something on its head, like if I do something completely against what I normally do, like you just watch the most savage movies for like four hours in a row and just see what that does to your mind afterwards and maybe it's just like oh that was the key once i realized that i was able to just ingest gory movies yeah that was the point where i just like made peace with my brain i I know that i'm not able to ingest gory movies no exactly you'd be consciously forcing yourself to do something that you your mind really doesn't want you to do maybe i don't know what that would be though yeah I, what movie that would be? Well, yeah. Like, what what would my solution be? What would be the thing that I could do that would flip the switch? Oh, you just sit yourself there and say, I can't look away. I don't see why this is going to help me fall asleep. I don't know why either. I'm just but, <laughs> saying, like, really weird, abstract uh, methods. But having insomnia 
isn't necessarily connected to oh it's being, not necessarily being connected troubled anything. by anything or whatever it's this like, is more just like a reddit writing prompt for me okay <laughs> <laughs> he learned that when he subjected himself to stuff that like authentically traumatized him yeah that he, he was really hated sleep. yeah no, see, that's not worth it. Yeah, I don't want to have not. to endure a thing I hate for two hours to go to sleep. Or maybe you realize you never really hated it that much at all. Well, this is the thing. I mean, there is obviously something to be said for slasher films mm-hmm. or or thrillers or... I mean, like this movie Get Out that everybody keeps talking about. Yeah. Jordan Peele just became the first black director to have a $100 million debut on a film. Wow, it's at $100 million. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I still haven't seen it yet. It's I, the fastest I wanted to hundred million dollars by a black director in movie history. Wow! I want. Really? I asked Jay Baruchel if he saw Get Out. Tell me about the time you hung out with a movie star. <laughs> so this was on Wednesday. He was just coming. Oh my god! Get away! Spray her with the bottle. She really just like went out my foot. Nice. Nice. Oh, you got that her. Felt oddly satisfying. When <laughs> it I felt just, powerful. Yeah. <laughs> she just ran off into the other room. It works. Um, I just got attacked by the cat. Is what happened. There. Never hesitate to squirt the cat. It's just water. All right. Perfect. It's just two month old water. Yeah. She used to just not react to it. Remember, like she just grew a shell. Yeah. She knows she what it is. Right. She just doesn't care for it. Like sometimes, if she's determined to stay where she is, mm-hmm. she'll stare into the barrel of the squirt bottle. Right. And just like squint a little bit, like. She's not flinchless, but she's still brave. Right. Anyway. She's like, I know it's not going to kill me. If you do it infrequently enough, right. you can get her to stop doing what she's Good. doing. Yeah, that seemed effective. Uh, so anyways, yeah, uh, Jay Baruchel was coming into an interview at the station, and I specifically asked the morning show, like, hey, can I go out and, like, bring him in? Like, you know, when he gets to the front desk, can I bring him to the green room or whatever? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, man. Like, absolutely. Because meanwhile, they want to have somebody do that. Yeah, and, perfect. And I don't like fanboy a whole lot no. about anything. So I, this was a, a case where I was just like, man, this is really cool. Like, I kind of want to talk to him. Of like, course, that that seems awesome. Uh, so we ended up getting him, and he was with Jason Eisner, who's the director of Hobo with a Shotgun, oh, yeah, and the yeah, local yeah. local director who helped edit Goon Goon Two. Yeah, yeah. And I heard somewhere that he's got another project underway. I bet he does. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I was relieved to hear it because, like, I remember thinking, is that Jason Eisner going to be a one-hit wonder? Right. And then I saw this article and I was like, oh, cool. So I think he's, like, now he's, like, really good friends with Jay Baruchel. Makes sense. And so, you know, who knows what doors that might unlock. Yeah. But um, he, they came into the station and Jason quickly, like, after some people came in and took photos and stuff, Jason went into one of our coworkers' offices and just chatted with them for, like, 10 minutes while uh, Jay Baruchel was sitting in the room with this like representative from the movie company. Okay. Um, that was like traveling around with them from so Toronto. So he's just like sitting there on his phone and you're like, no, no, he was just like sitting there kind of like, like, you know, yeah. alert. And, and so I just kind of walked in because the morning show was going to be a couple more minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, I forget what I said first. I was like, hey, have either of you guys seen, well, no, actually I started by saying, um, I brought up the fact that my girlfriend found one of the scenes in Goon like so funny that I hadn't heard her laugh that hard. And, oh, that's like, a nice compliment. And I I watched Goon 2 and I said, man, there's so many lines like that in the second one, so I'm going to have to take her out. And he was like, oh, thank you so much, man. Like, that's that's super nice. Yeah. And, 
And then I said, and I... Well, because when you compliment somebody's artwork specifically, yeah. it's so much more valuable than just saying, oh, it was a great movie. It was really funny. Yeah. And then, and so then I said, I watched the first two episodes of Man Seeking Woman, mm-hmm. which, have you seen that at all? I forgot about that, yeah. actually. Yeah. And it's it's on its third season now. Yeah. And I watched the first two episodes and I was like, and I, I'm definitely going to watch it. Like, it, it was so weird and funny and cool. Like, mm-hmm. and he was like, wow, man, like, thank you. It's really like, cool that you had seen that. Yeah. Because most people don't randomly watch that. Well, and, and it's funny because it, it's been recommended to me a couple times. And then after going to the Goon premiere, I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna try watching that show. And it, it was really funny. I heard Goon was like a good sequel, which you don't see very yeah. often. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And it like, you know, the, I think the storyline might have... I don't know. I think they were both really good storylines. But I think overall, the second one, like, I might have laughed more at. Yeah. The first one was kind of like more oh my God, this is actually kind of a sweet movie too. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. Yeah. But the second movie, like, man, like you got to see it. Cause it's, I mean, I saw the first one. Did you? Yeah. And did you like it? Yeah, of course. And and that's why I liked it is because it had a heart to it. Yeah. And I think that's why it's kind of stuck as a cult movie. Totally. It's it's one thing to have all these laughs, but like even Anchorman kind of wilts after a while. Like when was the last time you watched Anchorman? Right. When you watch it now, you go, Okay, this isn't the funniest thing I've ever seen. Right, like I once thought it and was. And the good thing about this movie was there's so many jokes. Like there, that, there's you feel like there's stuff that you missed afterwards. Like T.J. Yeah. Miller ends up, he's like a sports desk commentator in the right. movie. He's got so many funny lines. Jason Jones is in it, and he's got some great lines in it. Yeah, um, and obviously Liev Schreiber's in it, and is Plus, awesome it's set in halifax and it's set in halifax How so cool. you're hearing these these characters say like halifax and dartmouth and jay baruchel fucking loves halifax his mom Sorry, is mom from halifax or something yeah his uh his grandmother's from halifax and okay. then i think his yeah his mom might have moved been from halifax and then moved yeah. to, to montreal so he's been friend, here a whole lot i have a friend from from radio school who knew him a bit for like he was here for like a whole summer right um, cause they didn't film any of it here. No, they just have some externals like yeah. they show the Metro center or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely spent his time here. In fact, I remember hearing from her that, that he would sometimes just come here covertly. Like he would yeah. just spend the weekend in Halifax because he really enjoys it. Well, yeah. And he said like, man, Halifax is like the other side of my heart. Like I sincerely mean that. And I know what it's like. Cause I said, and I also think I, the way the conversation went after I said those things, I was like, and man, thanks so much for premiering the movie in Halifax. Like yeah. as someone who loves the movie and is from here, like it, it means a lot that you so came out to So that was the premiere of Goon 2. Yeah. That's great. And, uh, and so he's like, yeah, like, like absolutely. I know what it's like to, to have like bands pass over where you're from. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I said, Pearl Jam was literally here in 2006 and people always talk about the, the Pearl Jam concert of 2006. Yeah. I'm like, it's like 11 years ago. And, and, and it was funny cause that really got him laughing. He was like, I know exactly what you mean. And what did he say? He said, like, he started talking about his first concert and it was a tragically hip concert. And then we started talking about the tragically hip and like, that's a rich know, area. How, yeah. And yeah. how, you know, the concert was this summer. And then, then he cried a lot. He's like yeah. a super patriotic guy. He's like, yeah. he's got a maple leaf on his heart and he's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's extremely loyal to Canada. Yeah. And I just know that from knocked up. I, you kind of reminded me a maple leaf on his yeah, heart. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we were talking about that and, uh, and then actually shout out to the show last week. Um, 
I when I asked if he saw Get Out, he said no. I had the chance, but I ended up seeing Logan. It was kind of like a toss up between the two of them. And I heard Get Out's amazing, but Logan was so awesome. Yeah, I heard it was great. And I was like, oh man, yeah, I got to see it. Have you watched Legion at all? Mm-hmm. And he said no, but I heard it's like the best thing on TV right now. And yeah. I said it's so good. Like, I said it really does a good job of like you know making. And I've said this to a few people, like making the viewer do some of the work. Yes, yeah, really non-condescending. Yeah, yeah. like you're, yeah. you're kind of trying to piece things together yourself and yeah. and figure out the storyline. And it's really cool. Actually, uh, Jermaine Clement from uh, Flight of the Concords made a made a cool cameo in the Legion. most recent episode. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Just such like weird. I love weird shows and like weird movies like mm-hmm. that. And this is such a weird show. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had such a cool experience with like a cool, prominent yeah. Canadian artist. Yeah, and, and then cool. I, I think I ended it off once we were in the studio. Like, you know, he shook my hand. He was like, man, thanks so much for, you know, being a fan or whatever. And I, I got him to take a picture with me. And uh, and then we walked out. And I was like, I'm so happy that that ended where it did. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we had a, I got to talk to him. I watched his interview with the morning crew. And it yep. was super funny. And then, you know, we got out of there. Well, you and I have talked a little bit before about, like, what it's like to interact with with famous people, for the lack of a better word. And, oh. like, it's not like J.B. Rochelle is, like, one of your your heroes or anything, but you would have been so disappointed if he was a jerk. Yeah, and, and no, not one of my heroes, but, like, definitely one of the cooler people that I could think of meeting. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, you, you put any music star almost in the studio, and I'm not going to react that way. No. But you put someone like Jay Baruchel in there, and I, I'm like, oh my god, like, what am I gonna say to this guy? Like, you know, I actually thought about it a lot the night before. Like, okay, he's coming to the studio tomorrow. Like, I want to have like cool things to say to him. Of course, yeah. And then, but then I, you don't want to like, you don't want to seem too fake. Like, you don't want to seem like it was rehearsed, and it ended up just being like totally off the top. Mm-hmm. Like by the time I got in there, anything that I planned on saying didn't really end up happening. You're pretty, uh, pretty. Uh, relaxed guy i think in general yeah yeah i think so well i don't know maybe i was definitely in my head about meeting jay bear but i guess it all just kind of fell into place when sometimes when i'm interviewing an artist Mm -hmm. um i'll 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 almost like preamble into the question yeah in such a way that sounds really phony so like last week i was talking to ria may on the phone and i'm like ria in the past you and i have talked about blah 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 how do you feel about this and i was just right. like oh you sounded like such an asshole the way you said that oh, like, I you know you... this person you should just be able to have a conversation with her i see what you mean yeah so have you solved that problem or... oh i mean like it's sometimes it goes better than others right you know so sometimes are you like okay this is the way i can fix that by just being like hey ria um I know you don't like this thing and just making it more conversational. Like, have you? Well, one thing I'm really conscious of just in life is using people's first names when I talk to them. Right. Like, I always really re- appreciate when people talk to me and they call me Colin. Yeah. Um, so I try and do that for other people. You have to do it in radio interviews. Right. In case somebody just turned it on and yeah. you're talking to a stranger. Totally. It helps to, to ground them. Um. So maybe that makes it feel a little bit more natural. But so yeah, so, sometimes the way you have to ask questions is just really interviewee. Right. Uh, and I would love to sit down and talk to somebody for a half an hour podcast style. And sometimes I do, yeah. but I only ever air two minutes of these interviews. Right. So they kind of have to be a little bit rigid. Yeah, definitely. And have you ever had things that you're like not supposed to talk about? Because I talked to someone else before that they said like, oh yeah, you're not allowed to like talk about this. But he goes, yeah, you know, if you cover the all the uh, 
all the all the stuff that they want to plug first, then they don't care if you get into the restricted I'm stuff. I'm sure that's generally true. Yeah. They just they, usually they have restrictions. I mean, if they're a huge like huge pop star or something, like Taylor Swift doesn't want to talk about Tom Hiddleston or something. That's right. a different thing because she's got like a very um, valuable image. Sure. But for the most part, they just want you to plug their thing. Like I think of the infamous Billy Bob Thornton on Gian Gameshi interview. Yeah. This is before we knew uh, one of those guys was a monster. <laughs> and we like really valued his handling of that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Bob goes on there with his band wanting to promote the fact that he's in this like hillbilly folk band. Right. And he's introduced as Billy Bob Thornton, the actor, and immediately he won't cooperate in the interview. Right. Now, I like to look back on the that interview. Are you familiar with the interview? Oh, yeah. yeah I watched like it. like a famous it piece really of It really made media. me dislike Billy Bob Thornton. Which it did for almost everybody, but now I like to look back on it under the guise of maybe Billy Bob witnessed Gian be horrible to somebody right. and thought, I'm not going to give this guy a good interview. Right. You know, yeah, like, maybe. You never know. Um, either way, they're both assholes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but he <laughs> refused so, to be acknowledged as Billy Bob Thornton, the Academy Award winning actor. Right. That's how he's famous. That's why you're on this show. It's the only That's reason your band gets to make albums. Yeah. Um, so there's always... I, I haven't really had a lot of conversations with people famous enough to be able to restrict stuff from from the record. Right. I talked to the front man of the band Magic, the Canadian band Magic. Yep. Who are an abysmal band. They're <laughs> a fucking terrible band. Sure. Um, and the front man is a guy named Nasri. Uh, and he has more money than you and I could even imagine because he has co-writes on like most Justin Bieber singles. Oh, wow. And he shares a Grammy with Chris Brown or somebody yeah. else. Okay. Awful. So that's probably the most famous person that you've talked to? Nah, uh, I'm trying to think. What was he like? He was really pretentious and stuffy and a dickbag. Oh, really? I hated him. Anyway, uh, this I talked to him on the phone. Are um, we allowed to like put this on here? Does I don't, it matter? I don't care. Oh, okay. We, cool. we play his songs, but it's not like he's like... Yeah, it's not like he's a brand ambassador or anything for us. No, and he was the worst. He was yeah. rude. So um, <laughs> when he was... by the t- like, I love had, hearing this. I can't believe I didn't hear this. He had before. been rude enough to me for a few minutes that... I decided I would ask him about the thing that I would never have deigned to ask about him otherwise, right. which was that we were in the the media circus. We were in the height of Justin Bieber's meltdown. Right. And so I asked him, what do you make of your buddy Justin, like, behaving so poorly publicly? Yeah. And he wouldn't really talk to me. He didn't hang up on me, right. but he wouldn't answer. And then I was like, hey, thanks. And that was that. That was like the only time. Did you air been. much of it? I aired all of it. I aired that part. Really? Yeah. Because like, that's uh, interesting. Nah, I don't... Yeah, you're right. Nobody that's, nobody cares. That's about... the part that I would want to hear the most. Nobody cares about the front man from Magic. But as soon as I say that song, Why You Gotta Be So Rude, was written by the guy who wrote Sorry by Justin Bieber. Right. I'm kind of more interested. Is that by Magic too? That rude song? That was their original single. Uh, and that was like their big single. Every other song is just kind of a copy of that. Right. Wait, who does Shut Up, Let's Dance? Shut Up and Dance is Walk the Moon. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. They're not a bad band. Yeah. They're like a pop band. Right. Probably a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. And I I got a general vibe from the music video that they were kind of more of like a fun, hangy-outy band than pretentious. Magic is like... He's exactly the kind of guy who would name his band Magic! Exclamation point. Right. And he's like all this phony reggae Mm -hmm. appropriation. I just... I didn't like that guy. Sure. And yes, I'm going to leave it on the podcast. Boom!
Boom, baby. Who's who's the most famous person that you've interviewed? That I'm trying to think back, I missed out on a couple. I really, I I, I missed out on Dallas Green because I went on vacation. Mm-hmm. Carrie Martin got to do that one, right? Um, I talked to like Jim Cuddy once, which was really cool. Yeah. So these are like not very famous people, but no. in Canada they kind of matter. Sure. I had an interview uh, booked with James Mercer from The Shins. Oh wow! Yeah, that would. Be I was super really excited, cool. and then we couldn't get the phone to work. Oh, it was like that day that it fell through. It fe- yeah, we couldn't get the phone to work, and like I had Pete the engineer in, like trying to help me. I was like freaking out. Yeah. And then when they got it connected, it wasn't James Mercer. It was Danger Mouse. What? And, yeah. <laughs> and so were you talking to Danger Mouse for like two minutes? I would talk to him, but I I prepared for an interview with James Mercer. So Whoa. so. That didn't really go that well. Yeah. But it was weird. Yeah. I said to him, I was like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I thought I was getting the other guy. And what did he say? Was he like, oh, man, that's cool. He, was, he wasn't unfriendly, but he wasn't, like, really in it. He was yeah. on, He was doing so many phoners that day. Sure, yeah. Um, and I thought I had, like, another. Oh, I, another person who stood me up for an interview was St. Vincent. Oh, she yeah. She just never showed up. Was it supposed to be in studio? Yeah, it was, yeah. Because she played uh, Jazz Fest a yeah, couple yeah. years ago. I saw it. It was crazy. Yeah, and I was actually kind of relieved on that day because I had spent the 24 hours leading up to watching other interviews with her, yeah. and she was hard to interview. She's not, like, the most giving in an interview. No, so I was pretty nervous for yeah. her. Yeah. She was actually on a couple episodes of Comedy Bang Bang. I think she's a cool person. I think yeah. she's just shy. I think she's shy and, like, kind of, like, scared of, you know, getting hurt. I heard she got, like, attacked one time or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, speaking of... of of kind of that i've listened to all of missing richard simmons oh do you like it yeah isn't it cool well it's really cool and it's very good entertainment yeah but i maintain that it feels a little invasive it feels a little wrong yeah yeah uh i think this guy just keeps justifying no like we're entitled to this information people people miss him and i kind of i kind of i kind of agree with the people yeah i I kind of agree with that one guy who was like like, he's able to do what he wants man sorry girl yeah (laughs) that guy he did a bye girl bye yeah yeah when he said yeah i kind of was like no i totally agree with you yeah it's true and i mean if you wanted to do this you didn't have to make it you know the most public thing you could possibly do which is broadcasted for free to literally anyone with an iphone right um but at the same time, I'm super entertained by it. So I'm Me one too. of the people that's feeling fire. But I don't know. I, I'm sure he obviously saw opportunity there and claims. And maybe he is just like, you know, looking. I, I don't know. I'd find it hard to believe that he's it's very altruistic. I know. And I think back about what you, what you said last week. The real problem with. Uh, serialized documentary making Mm -hmm. is that you don't have a whole lot of control over the outcome. So your arc might not be a very good story. Right. Unless he knew something in the beginning, Mm -hmm. he knew a way he could end the show. And that's what I was wondering. Did he know all along the way it was going to end? And I was talking to another guy at work who listens to it a whole lot. And he said, I don't think we're going to hear from him at all. I think it's kind of just going to be a, well, that's what we know right now. Like when he talks to the publicist, he has no time. No. He's just like, no, it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like, definitely not happening, man. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's a number of people that like, you know, well, the the way the last episode ended with them talking to his brother and his oh, brother yeah. just opens the door and he goes, he didn't call and just yeah. hangs like 
shuts the door and they're Lenny like, Simmons. Lenny Simmons. I yeah. really like the whole bit about the children's book about King Richard. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is weird. There's King, so King many Rich. weird things like all throughout and like kind of conspiracies and Yeah. He's kind of a spooky guy. It Richard is Simmons. spooky. Yeah. It is spooky. And maybe want to listen to that Sklarbro uh interview. Yeah. From the Sklar Brothers. Yeah, it's kind of good promotion for them because Missing Richard Simmons is the number one podcast in the world right yeah. now. Yeah, and they're actually really funny together, too. Uh, Russell Brand launched a podcast last week. Really? He just put up one episode last week. It's called Under the Skin, and he's going to like talk to academics about world issues. Under the Skin? Yeah. Oh, I want to listen to that. I listened to the first one. Was it good? Yeah. Nice. I really like Richard uh, Richard Simmons. I really like Richard Simmons. <laughs> uh, I really like Russell Brand, Like no matter what he ends up doing. Me too. I, I like his books. I've read both of his books. Me too. And I really found that I, besides all the like love stuff, mm-hmm. like I remember him ending the second book with like, so Katie, you are my moon, my stars, and I'm yeah. never going to leave you. Type right. Thing. This book is my past. You are my future. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what it said. Yeah, for I'm like two more you weeks. remember that. I really have quite the noodle. Yeah. And uh, I think he's a little bit full of shit on some stuff, but I also think he is objectively brilliant. Yeah. He's just a little in your face. Like, I don't know if I'd want to be friends with him, but I do find him very fascinating. Might be a hard guy to be friends with. Maybe. It's not like you'd just be able to like, I don't know. Maybe you would be able to sit back and listen and be like, listen, mate, (laughs) I think you got it all wrong. I admire that he like left the business kind of like yeah. he just kind of is a commentator on public affairs now but mm-hmm. but he's he, still funny about it he's still very fun. he's an entertainer at heart and i think he yeah. probably still does stand up right but he for a couple years was in like he probably made like eight movies in three years yeah like he was huge for a short time yep and then kind of stepped back kind of quit the biz i i like how he's stayed relevant through doing this though yeah well know? and now he's got like a baby and a a baby mama really yeah i didn't know that yeah, so I think that might partly be just why some he's... non-famous person, like who has. I a baby. guess I don't know what her deal is. Hmm. Interesting. Did you watch Saturday Night Live this week? Because I only watched the first bit oh, of it. Oh, really? It was pretty good. Yeah. It Did was... you find? Yeah. I was talking to people at work who thought Octavia Spencer was the worst SNL episode. Excuse me, I'm just burping into the mic. That's was the I'm... worst SNL episode of the year? Well, they're wrong. You'll have <laughs> That's to tell what me I off said. The microphone. Who those people were? Yeah, they're they're wrong. I don't think that she herself was amazing, but I think she was there for a good week of writing. I thought the whole episode was great. Yeah, um, and Scarlett Johansson, I I didn't think it was great, but I thought she did well. And I, I think thought, she's like, really committed when she shows up, dude. When did Pete Davidson go into rehab? When did all this stuff come out? I don't know, but he hasn't been around much lately, and I wonder because here's the thing about. Pete, when he did his little spiel on Weekend Update, did you notice he was kind of sweaty? Did he do a spiel this week? Yeah, on Update. About yeah. drugs and stuff? He, yeah, he kind of did some other stuff first, and then he kind of ended on, and I'm sober now. Right. Um, because that's this whole thing that's in the news about how he quit smoking weed. It's He's like sober for the first time in eight years or something, which is crazy because he's younger than me. Right. Because he's got really bad Crohn's disease, too. That's why he smokes so much weed, I think. But he's off it now. Yeah. And he was really... He was nervous on Weekend Update. Yeah, I bet. I I could tell he was sweaty visually. Mm -hmm. And he was still funny because he's just a funny person. Yeah. But especially early on in the in the segment, his timing was kind of off. Right. Like, he would take a, a pause and, like, like, take a deep breath 
and yeah. a weird place sure. for, for where the punchline is. And I think it was because his heart was racing. Like, it's the first time he was on camera not stoned. Yeah. Not stoned. And furthermore, if he's got Crohn's, he could be pretty, like, in, in consistently pain. uncomfortable. Yeah. I and mean, he just has to fight through that on camera. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if I don't know if he went to like rehab. Did he? I don't know. It it just said like he started making Instagram posts. Like he deleted previous posts yeah. and just started like nine photos ago. And it was like, hey guys, I've been gone, but now I'm back. He hasn't been on the show that much lately. And I wonder if he went to Lauren and said, "Can I have three shows off or something?" Yeah, to to kind of get back in the right. proper headspace. But it's funny. It's one of those things that like, and it's an infinite jest. Like, is weed really rehab worthy? Like. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think that there's a, a, a dangerous philosophy around marijuana mm-hmm. in its own culture. Yeah, like, I think so, too. Like, I think people that smoke it all the time, mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> it's hard to... Like, when people tell you it's non-addictive... Yeah. Okay, maybe it's not chemically habit-forming, but right. if you rely on it to feel like yourself, that's mm-hmm. what an addiction is. Mm-hmm. I think that it's maybe not as bad for you as... As drinking too much, it probably isn't. No, but it's terrible to drive while you're stoned. And there yeah. are lots of stoners who justify it, like, "No, I'm a better driver when I'm high." Right? No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also still smoking. It's still bad for your lungs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was never. <laughs> so don't get high. Yeah. Well, I'm no. I would never tell people that because, like, right. if if people want to do it and they're safe, I guess I'm not. It's just not my cup of tea. But like. There, there is a sense of enableism in weed culture that kind of makes it out to be almost like it's healthy. Like, yeah, no, no, I know, you, it, I know you what have, you, it's actually good for. No, I know what not. you mean there. I do realize that there's a lot of people that say like, "Oh, there's so many things that it can help with." I'm like, it, it can probably like you know, I you see people with like Parkinson's and stuff that smoke and it really calms their, and you're like, great, okay, that's right, that's a practical use for it. But it's also like there's a lot of prescription drugs that are useful for that. Like, you know, insulin's really useful for me. Right. But I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. No. You know, there's certain people that, well, anyone who's really, I guess, not a diabetic. Um, it also invariably kill comes them. up when I have a discussion about insomnia with somebody. So, like, if I just try to explain to somebody, oh, I'm not sleeping well. Like, it's yeah. I try not to do. I'm trying to do that less and less because it just kind of sounds mopey. But, like, if... I'm noticeably not myself or something. I'll say, oh, I just haven't been sleeping well. Uh, Sometimes that goes into a conversation about how I like chronically don't sleep well. Sure. Uh, And invariably somebody will say, just smoke joint. And I've had people call me at work, like listeners be like, you just gotta, this actually happened a couple weeks ago. A lady was like, I got your answer. And I was like, okay. She says, melatonin. And Uh, I'm like, oh, thank you. The first possible. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can get really good coffee at Starbucks. Right. It's like, hey, you feeling tired? Coffee. Yeah. Melatonin. (laughs) Yeah. And then she's like, or just smoke a joint. But I refuse to accept that that's my lot in life. That's not a good solution. No, sure. So, and there's got to be a more practical way. Yes. A more human way. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't pass any judgment on people because I think I I would never classify it among, among like the rehab drugs. No. But, I, I think that it definitely can be a problem for people. I think so too. I, I think like when I was in junior high and high school, I knew a lot of people that smoked very regularly 
And if anything, that's what kind of shied me more away from weed was because the people that got into it so regularly, it was like all they did. Yeah. I was a part of this super cool poetry club when yeah. I was in high school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's hear about your poetry club. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like me and a bunch of theater nerds and the like the singer songwriters from yeah. from the darkest hallway at our high school. Okay. And so like they were all really nice. Everybody who went to this group was like really pleasant and it was kind of it didn't last that long, but like it was a cool thing to go to. Sure. Um and I remember being like I was so naive, right? I was like 15. And I remember being like so surprised when somebody was like offering up a joint afterward. Right. And I was like, no. And then I said to my friend, I was like, oh my God, these guys are smoking weed. And my friend was like, dude, you've never seen these people not stoned. Really? And I was like amazed by that. I was like, all this time? Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I've heard of friends who are like, yeah, there's people in my family who I found out I've never seen not stoned. Isn't that weird? So weird. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it, people have different lifestyles. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And, and and maybe stoned, that stoned person is, you know, totally fine. And obviously getting by and contributing. And maybe they're very successful. I'm and maybe it makes them a better person. I'm always interested hearing Seth Rogen talk about it. And, and there yeah. are pretty much everybody who's worked with him will talk about how it's really quite uncanny how he like can, can buckle down right. and write hilarious excellent films yeah while smoking weed yeah jonah hill talked about that on howard about like how he's kind of perceived by extension as being this like big stoner guy and he's like no i hate it but yeah he's like i don't smoke at all because like if if i could be like seth rogan yeah i guess i would but right anyway. i'm not that productive right Oh, how do we get here? Oh my god, I don't know. We should probably do these. TV yeah, let's shows. talk about the shows. Okay, let's talk about the shows. I don't have my timer. Where's my phone? Oh yeah, what what show are you picking? Uh, I'm gonna do Love. Okay, naturally. Did you rewatch the pilot? Um, I didn't rewatch the pilot. I was hoping that you would choose this one to recap because I'll remember all of it as soon as you say it. I watched the first two episodes of the second season, uh, and like I know how the entire first season went. Right, but what if I made you recap the pilot of Love? You'd be screwed. You haven't seen it in uh, a year. No, what I would do is I'd over, I'd recap the overall storyline. Okay. Which I think is easier than just doing the first 30 minutes. So this is the second season of this show Love with Gillian Jacobs and Paul Rust just debuted on Netflix last Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Judd Apatow show. And I guess you can count me down. Start the clock. Three, two, one. So it's the story of these two different people, highly dysfunctional people, and how they meet. Uh, Mickey is an alcoholic and a love and sex addict, and she can't seem to make a relationship work. Gus got cheated on by his girlfriend. So ultimately, they're both single and trying to make it work in, in young California. They both work in show business in some way. While, he, while she's in the middle of some kind of personal crisis, she can't afford a coffee and he buys her one and that's sort of their off-kilter version of a meet-cute. And that's 30 seconds. That was very poor recapping, though. I like how it you covered use, nothing. I like how you use the phrase, young California. <laughs> Is that what it said? Yeah, you're like, they met in, like, young California. Uh, that's not what I meant. I meant they're young in California. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, I'm trying to think of what else happened in the show. So, like, Mickey's got this really deadbeat boyfriend. Yeah, Kyle Kinane, who I saw. Is that who it is? Yep. Who I saw last year at... Uh, 
pop explosion. He reminded me strongly in this second viewing of a guy who just broke up with my very good friend. Okay. That I'm not so keen on anymore. Sure. And so I was able to ground myself in that scene. And he joins a cult in the first episode. (laughs) And so Mickey takes an Ambien and then he texts her, come to my cult. Right. And so she shows up on an Ambien in basically a bathing suit. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, what's going on with Gus? Yeah, his his girlfriend, he they break up. Yep. I'm trying to figure out what else happens to him in the Oh, he moves into this like little live-in community and he goes to this party with a bunch of young people. Yep. Oh, and these two girls try to have a three-way with him. Oh yeah, that's he, all in the first he episode. Eh? Bails when he finds out they're sisters. Right. Yeah, he finds that so gross. Yeah. <laughs> There's some so many subtle things in the show that I find really funny. Like mm-hmm. I was I was telling Sweets earlier that the part I found really funny in the second episode of the second season is when Gus wakes up and he's kind of like, oh, I just had the weirdest dream. <laughs> and Mickey says, what did you dream? And he says, I dreamt that I killed Osama bin Laden. But then when I walked over to his face, it was like Macaulay Culkin's face. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, what do you think that means? And he says, I don't know. Maybe it means that underneath it all osama bin laden was just a scared little boy no you can't say that and she says i think it probably means that he would have had an easier time if he booby trapped his house better (laughs) (laughs) it was it's a funny show and i remember it is funny i remember you saying hey you should watch the show yeah because it kind of just softly was released last year yep um and i didn't care for it at first but this is something I've come to learn about Judd Apatow produced stuff. He seems to be really drawn to, first of all, massively flawed main characters. Right. He doesn't get averted at all by characters who are sometimes fundamentally unlikable, mm-hmm. which is probably risky. Like, it's probably hard to to get a network to listen to your show about somebody who is both an alcoholic and a drug addict and a pain in the ass. Right. You know? Yeah. But... Yeah, it's true. Like I, I've talked to a few people who are like, uh, I don't know. It's like a little hard to watch because you know you just see these characters that are sometimes kind of just being unbearable. Yeah. Like, ugh, stop it. Right, but I guess that's what's supposed to feel real about it. That's true. It's life. Right. You know? Can we talk about the name love? It's kind of a weird. I kind of hate choice it. of it. Eh. Yeah. Um. So Paul Rust and Leslie Arfin are married in real life. Okay, is she in the show? She's not in the show. She's the writer. She's one of the writers yeah. with it. Um, and I kind of wonder if it is based around their life at all. Okay. Because she just seems like such a crazy, like, free spirit, mm-hmm. and he seems like such a nerd. A rigid nerd, yeah. Yeah, like a okay. clean cut, like, doesn't have any tattoos. Right. I, he's I, got this very, like, weird... He's He's kind of... Uh, he's kind of sheltered. Mm-hmm. He's not super judgy, but sometimes you feel like he's like he's forcing himself to tolerate people and their idiosyncrasies. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Like I heard Gillian Jacobs on the I forget what show it was, some radio show, uh, and she described Gus's character as being a people pleaser with a lot of pent up rage. Right. And I was That's like, fair. is that true? Like, I guess. Sometimes I think it's he, totally fair, but, but in s- such small spurts. Yes. Like spurts of like 15 seconds. 
or it just comes out in like very passive aggressive ways yeah like in the first season when he goes out with that girl heidi right just because it's easy mm-hmm. i don't know i actually i i found the second season better i thought it was really okay cool well, well first of all there's like a a good handful of episodes yeah where it's not that turbulent between them sure and it's kind of a relief yeah yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You don't always need it to be... Well, it almost got a little dark at the end of the first season, didn't it? When uh, uh, Gus was kind of like spiraling out of control in the writer's room and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, that, so what happens is he, his job, he's a, he's a tutor. He's like an on-set teacher on a show which is very clearly trying to be Pretty Little Liars. Right or Vampire Diaries or Vampire Diaries. It's 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 called Wichita, yeah, and it's about like witches in a little village, yeah. Um, and he his main student is this girl called Aria, who's Iris Apatow, right? Um, and he has a really funny dynamic. She's really funny, actually. She is funny, and he comes up. He just like offhand remarks that this would be a good idea if they did this on the show, and they end up using it. And to use it per the writers' union, they have to credit him as a writer. Right. So he goes to the storyboard meeting, mm-hmm. and like really over, um, over nestles nestles himself in in the environment, and like really kind of takes on the mantle of writer, even right. though they hate him. And is he still a writer on it in the second season? Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, okay, because I haven't actually seen him like go to work or anything. It doesn't really go much further than that. I'll just okay. say that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. I. Really like, and I think it's actually like a piece out of uh, Paul Rust's real life, mm-hmm. um, is the whole jam session thing. I where love they it. Write songs about different movies because they were on Comedy Bang Bang. It was him, Harris Whittles, mm-hmm. and another guy, and I forget his name. But they were they did they were in a band called Don't Stop or We'll Die. Right. And they had songs about like Austin Powers that they'd actually come on and perform. And then it was just the three of them being hilarious. Yeah. uh, At the same time. That's what his friends do. They get together and they write the closing credits song of a movie that doesn't have one. Right. So they write a song called The Perfect Storm and While You Were Sleeping and Carlito's Way. Carlito's Way. Yeah. It's a really funny idea. It's Carlito's Way or The Highway. Right. Exactly. (laughs) This is the closing credits (laughs) thing. Yeah, I uh, I'm excited to watch the second season for more of that. Is You're gonna enjoy it. There's a couple more of those. Good. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, secondary character stuff. Like uh, Mickey's roommate Birdie is in it a lot. Yeah. Claudio Doherty. She's sh- really funny. Have you ever seen her stand up? I don't know if I've seen her stand up, but you told me before it's, to check her out. And it's I, so bizarre. I and found her awesome. YouTube channel. Oh, did you? And she made all these weird little movies. Yeah. She's very strange. Right. But she's much darker than the character of Birdie. Like Birdie's very sweet and bubbly. Yeah. Well, there's there's an app, uh, there's a thing that she does in stand up where all of a sudden she's trying to sell a chair. It looks out like she, she, like she comes out, and there's a chair in the middle of the stage, and she kind of looks like she's taken by surprise, and is just all of a sudden trying to sell people in the audience on this chair. Okay, and it's so funny, right. and it like she doesn't believe in herself as she's doing it, which is the even better part. Yeah. Anyways, another Comedy Bang Bang alumni that's super funny. All four of them have been on the show, like um, Gillian Jacobs, Paul Rust, yeah, uh, Claudio Doherty. They're regularly. She on has Comedy some Bang like Bang. really dark storylines in the second season. Really? Yeah, she's involved in like there's like some really dark stuff that happens in it. Like, Whoa! Namely in her 
it's it's not directly with her, but it's in her storylines that right. it happens. Wow. You wouldn't expect it, but when it happens, you're like, you get a chill. You're like, oh, I kind of wish this wasn't happening. Really? Yeah. It's a good show. It's, it's one of those shows that's kind of like that, where yep. you're like, why is it hitting on this nerve right now? It's supposed to make you uncomfortable, though. Like, Judd yeah. loves that stuff. That's yeah. What, that's why girls caught on. Sure. And it's why every interview with a girl's actress yeah. is like, so there's lots of nudity in this show. Right. Yes. And it, it's funny, because it seems kind of wholesome, like... If you watch the very first episode of the second season, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a fun misunderstanding. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the cops chasing. What there, happens? There's a lockdown. Oh, yeah. And, and so they run through the woods at one point and the cop tag. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like, ah, the misunderstanding led to that. And right. That, and then they're sleeping in the same bed. So uh, the two old crazy. guys who live in his community are from Freaks and Geeks. They're both teachers. Yeah. yeah. They're both teachers. Yeah. It? Right. I was trying to remember where the bearded guy was from. He's Jeff Rosso. He's yeah. He's in Freaks and Geeks a lot. He's the guidance counselor. That's so funny. And the he, other guy is Mr. Kowchevsky. <laughs> he's the guy in like the anti-weed episode. Yes. That's like, and it was such a strong anti-weed message too. I was like, was this on like drug awareness week? Except it almost felt. On NBC? It almost felt ironic. It almost felt like. We're going to have the guy who's clearly a hippie deliver the anti-weed right. speech to make it seem so ridiculous. Right. And it did, but like all through the episode, like ever, it was kind of dramatic. Oh, if a show like, like Freaks and Geeks was on now on FX or Netflix or something, it, it might have stuck around. Yeah. But every time there's an Ask Reddit of what show do you wish had more than just one season, somebody says Freaks and Geeks, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad it didn't. Yeah. And we were talking about doing an it's episode of the just show, like... show soon about about shows that only got one season, mm-hmm. and I know a couple. And well, know, we've done Freaks and Geeks. We did Freaks and Geeks, yeah, yeah. And Undeclared is another one that I really like. Speaking which... of Jay Baruchel, yeah, I know. Actually, I meant to bring that up to Jay Baruchel, and I yeah. meant to bring up the fact that Alicia Cuthbert's in the second uh, Goon movie, yeah, and it was kind of like a popular mechanics for kids reunion for them. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And then I and then I read some interviews from him where he mentions that he's like in Canada. A lot of people still bring up the fact that I was on Popular Mechanics for Kids, a show that ran for like ever in Canada. I I can remember. I think it was Tropic Thunder. It was like the first time I'd seen him since PMK. Really? I like it was Tropic Thunder. I was like, is that the guy from PMK? Yeah, and it was PMK. Yeah. And he was also in that show, My Hometown. Do you remember that? He was like a little kid in that show. No, but he's in Almost Famous. Yeah, I know that. Isn't that insane? Yeah, there's a he's lot in of a lot of big movies. There's a lot of like weird, like when you watch Almost Famous, there's you will without fail go, oh my god! You, yeah. Every time, like Mark Maron has a little spot, right? The Jimmy Lock Fallon has a little one, yep. and there's all kinds of them. I couldn't name. Yeah, them all. it's a great movie to rewatch for that reason. Almost Famous is excellent. Yeah. Cameron Crowe. Because there's a lot of people in it that were almost famous and became it's, famous. It's like the story of Cameron, Crow, Cameron Crowe's young life. Like yeah. He was a teenage writer for Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. What else do I have about love? I, 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 I do hate the name of the show. I think <laughs> yes, I think that it's is bad. I think sure. It, I think it's lazy and I think it's arrogant. Well, wait, wait I, I mean, come on. No, I do. Like, the, what, this is. What this, do you want to call it? I think, I don't know. Uh, I'm not. The in, mismatched, I'm not the in mismatched charge, couple? Just like. This is the ultimate, this is the essential <laughs> depiction of love. I understand that you don't like the name, but like to think it's arrogant? I do. I think that this is what love is. How could that? That's not true. And well, love is challenging. This is what love is to them. And 
if you want to call it love, you got to give me more versions of love. A la mm. love actually. You got to give me a <laughs> you got to give me a parent love, you got to give me brother sister love, you got to give me best friend love, you got to give me romantic <laughs> love. If you're if you're calling it love, you got to show me every type of love. You do. <laughs> you have to give me more than one kind of love. <laughs> well, what is their kind of love? Theirs is romantic starting a relationship love, but there's so many different brands of love that you can't call a show love. Right. <laughs> I think this is the funniest thing that you've ever that no, you've ever brought up. No, it better not be the funniest thing I've ever said. I mean the funniest thing that you've ever said ironically. Ever got hung up on? Yeah. I'm not saying it ironically. No, I I'm I'm finding it funny ironically. <laughs> All right. I like the first episode of the show is called It Begins. Right. Whatever. Like that's such a lame title. I love this show. Mm. I really do. I think it's awesome. Yeah. But they could have tried harder. Do you every version of love this show? <laughs> no. I just one specific <laughs> just kind one of love. I one very There's specific. Forty two words for snow <laughs> in the Inuit culture, and there should be forty two words for love in Colin Sweets' culture. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> there are all these like there should be it should be a bigger ensemble mm-hmm. and there should be this like tenuous relationship between two brothers. And there should be like a, a lady who lives with her grandmother who's going to die and they're experiencing I, their kind of love. I love this. <laughs> I could write a good this show called really love. Fun. Anyway. And it would explore many dynamics of it. Of course. And otherwise you can't call the show love. It, do you understand what I'm saying? It's just like, it's, I know what you're saying. It's saying this is all love is. Yeah. This show perfectly tells you what love is. So we're going to call it love. Can you please write a tweet and just hope <laughs> that someone responds to it? Like well, to Paul, like address Paul Rust and Jenna Apatow in it and be like, how could you do this? Because <laughs> I just want to see if there's any response. Because I think to them, they'd be like, whoa, wait, what? Like, how dare we, you call we, it love? We didn't think this would be the issue that people <laughs> had with this show. Well, to be fair, I think not enough people care about titles of stuff anymore that's true like stuff just gets called insurgents or yeah you're right prometheus it's just like some ominous word yep and it doesn't mean anything or prometheus i don't know it wasn't a good example (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i know what you mean yeah um i'm trying to think of like what's like the best title for a show suits is a pretty good name suits is really clever i like it yeah um sometimes i just like the poetry just like the the lyricism of how something sounds like like breakfast at tiffany's it's just awesome sounding it's just like it's it's a new arrangement of words i get that you know what i mean i'm not going to confuse it with anything no except for the deep blue something song (laughs) (laughs) bad example (laughs) you know that there's going to be breakfast at tiffany's and i said i think i remember that film (laughs) i recall laughing yeah what else do I have here? All right. Maybe I'll tweet that from the show show. I, I really just want to see what, maybe it'll get us a listen from, from Judd and he'll call us over. <laughs> we'll have Judd Apatow to my apartment in Clayton Park. Yeah. All oh, right. that'd be incredible. That would be the ultimate for sure. Let's talk about the area rug in love. What is the point of this rug? Because in the first scene before Gus has broken up with his girlfriend, but we can already see they're kind of a dead couple. Mm-hmm. She buys this rug she likes she orders the blue one he likes the orange one yeah and then later on we see that mickey has the orange one yes what does that symbolize she doesn't have what he likes right and he realizes that and then he meets mickey she's got what he likes and it's showing that on every level right and she's also walking all over what he likes 
because she's kind of a powerful character. <laughs> yeah, it's a power move. She spills wine on it in the second season. I, uh... Oh, wait. No, that hasn't happened yet. Okay, so right. spoiler alert. <laughs> she spills wine in the second season. Ooh, how's that going to go over? Somebody spills wine. I forget who it is, but somebody does. Okay. Um, I uh, I don't know where to go wow. from there. But All right. <laughs> I was trying to like draw in something about the rug. It really tied the room together, man. Okay, I think we did that show. Great uh, show, terrible title. Yeah. All right. Um, so my show is Lovesick. Lovesick. Uh, it's a show that I learned about today. From, today. Well, it's like not a huge show, but I figured it probably yeah. offset. It's not a huge show. Love um, pretty well. It's on Netflix. Yep. Do you have your phone so I can time you? I, I don't do, know where yeah. mine is. Uh, let me oh, bring up the stopwatch here. Every Boom. week we start doing these shows later and later. Oh, sorry. Oh, a good snack. <laughs> I got it. All right. Okay, talking about the Netflix show Lovesick in three, two, one. Okay, so the uh, show follows a t- late twenties, early thirty-something-year-old uh, guy who uh, is is uh, a passionate romantic. He realizes in the first episode that he's got chlamydia, and it flashes. He has to go to visit all of the girls that he slept with for some reason, and uh, he, it flashes back to a wedding. Uh, where he meets, he encounters the first girl. It ends up being the girl who uh, booked them in at the hotel. Holy shit, this is a bad rendering of what actually was happened. It wasn't show. great because <laughs> the whole episode was the wedding and you took 24 seconds to get there. I know because <laughs> I was trying to remember his name as I was describing what happened. What the hell was his name? I don't know. I was going to say Cam. I thought his name was Cam. Maybe. But I think that's actually an undeclared reference that I'm making because oh. he reminded me of Charlie Hunnam. Oh, yeah, he wasn't as suave, though, as Charlie right. Hunnam. No. But, okay, so the actual breakdown that I'll say is okay. he's meeting with his friend at the beginning of the show and uh, tells him that he has chlamydia. Um, he, actually, the first scene of the show is with a doctor. Mm-hmm. Then he meets with his friend to tell him that he has chlamydia. Uh, and then he realizes that he has to, he, they say that you have to go meet with every sexual partner you've had, which is... I found to be the first flaw with the show because if you're just finding out that you have chlamydia, it doesn't mean that you've had it for like, like three years and 14 partners. Is the point to find out from whom you got the chlamydia? Because don't no, I don't think so. I think it's like a responsibility thing. Maybe to let them know that, which is fair. Yeah, but are there some? I don't think chlamydia is one of these. But aren't there some uh, st? D's that that can like lay dormant and in and, in certain people like HPV doesn't even show up in men yeah so like sometimes it's a bit of a trick to figure out exactly where it came from or who has it now it might be like that luckily I don't I'm, think chlamydia is one of those luckily though. I don't know that much about it me neither for good reason right um but so he ends up it flashes back to Abigail the first girl on his list which he's alphabetized right and he is it starts out at a wedding and he's he arrives with a girl and you never really learn her name so you start to think kind of halfway through the episode oh this probably isn't abigail and they're breaking up and so then for the rest of the episode you're kind of trying to figure out who abigail might be Mm -hmm. uh meanwhile there's all this drama of a wedding going on and his two best friends are kind of giving him advice throughout the episode and getting into their own little issues. It was kind of like a one episode version of how I met your mother in that way. That's what I was thinking a little bit. Instead of taking nine years to get there, you, you kind of are like, is this her? Is, yeah. is the priest her? Right. Exactly. I liked, I liked the premise. 
I didn't find the show super funny. I didn't either. But the, it was the, extremely British. The way it was drawn out, yeah, very British and sarcastic. But again, I didn't think it was super funny. No. Um, there was a couple parts that made me kind of laugh, and I liked the way that it it flashed back forward again to one of the best friends was getting married, and mm-hmm. you kind of started to see that oh something probably happened with her and him at one point because yeah. at the end of the wedding she's looking at pictures of him because she was the photographer and it seems like ooh yeah, something like, might have happened there like we already know they're not together anymore and, so and it you, kind of ruins it and here's the other thing is you you also know that he like he didn't actually accomplish his goal of the episode which was to talk to abigail about what happened which that's true i thought that's supposed to be Except that we could get pretty tired of watching him have to explain that he has chlamydia every single week. So maybe that's just going to be implied. Well, that's why each I, episode is named after a different girl. That's what I think is the the problem with it. It's almost like, like, um, uh, my name is Earl. Yeah. You know, but there's a finite amount of, of things. Whereas my name is Earl had like 102 right. people that he had to appease for good karma and it kind of is the uh, the big problem i have with crashing too. these shows that have such a, a built-in formula that it's yeah. almost immediately annoying it's right. almost like oh so now he's right. on tj miller's coach who's he staying with this week you know yeah did you like the latest episode i still haven't seen the episode before that so. uh no i think i like each one less than the one before oh, it. oh no yeah that sucks it's weird because i'm a huge pete holmes fan yeah yeah but you also didn't like his stand-up special that much I thought it was okay. Yeah. While you mention that, because mm-hmm. I'll forget about this otherwise, uh, Amy Schumer, The Leather Special, which yeah. is new on Netflix, some of the worst fucking stand-up comedy I have ever seen. It offended me as a <laughs> fan of comedy. Really? It was so bad. Wow. Yes, it did. Wow. Yes, it did. Because she... Strong. Because she has, this, she has this like position as like the feminist comedian mm-hmm. who's like the strong woman in comedy and she's not fucking smart or good at all. She's right. lazy. Mm-hmm. And well, a lot of people accuse her of actually stealing jokes. Actually too. being a, and maybe she is, it's not for me to say there's mm-hmm. definitely some damning evidence out there. Um, but like, I don't find it brave at all that you're willing to say vagina. Like that right. doesn't like, and that's kind of what she's been accused of for a long time anyway. Mm-hmm. But it is immediately eye-rollingly bad. Really? Yes. Wow. Yep. It's so low common denominator. Wow. Yep. That's really interesting. And it has very, very poor reviews on the star rating. On no Netflix. way. Yes. How yeah, many Because stars? people either think she's funny or can't stand her. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that because I couldn't stand her at first. Yeah. And then I grew to think she was more funny. I'm somewhere in between on her. Yeah. But I could see me really not liking that special. I'm all in for Chappelle's special. And a new trailer came out today. Oh yeah, for the new Chappelle special. Cool. Yeah, he tells an O.J. Simpson story. Oh really? Which is kind of chilling. <laughs> oh my god, I but can't wait. To I'm s- pretty excited. Yeah. It's it's coming in like uh, next a week? little over a week. Yeah, yeah. I think Eight literally days. a week from today. A week from Wednesday, which is when this Wednesday. podcast comes out. So, oh, yes. perfect. Yeah, um, I'm excited. He um, actually speaking of OJ, Becky and I have been watching OJ Made in America, the ESPN documentary. Oh yeah, that's good. Is it? It's a thirty for thirty, right? So it's just yeah. like an hour and a half long or something. Right? No, it's five hour and a half episodes. Oh, it just won gotcha. the Oscar for for best documentary, right? Which, which is kind of 
stupid it, it is it shouldn't like I, if i was a documentarian who's in the category this year i would be pretty mad yeah because it was a tv show it, it was, was not definitely a, a tv show yeah and i think it's the first time that's ever happened well that and you can put any like i could put 248 episodes of friends into final cut and break it down Make it into as like as like yeah someone did that with breaking bad except they edited it down to the length of a feature film right they didn't make it a 62-hour movie. Right. But even so. I kind of want to watch the Breaking Bad feature movie. Yeah, I do too, because I, I fell out for like a season or two in the middle. And I mean, picked back up definitely again. purists and super fans of that show Wouldn't would, like. would insist you not do that, that you'll miss out on so much important stuff. But I'm sorry. Like, I know how it ends. Yeah. I'm not going to commit dozens of hours to yeah. that show. It's a hard show to rewatch. If it's not a comedy, how do you like rewatch something i know the You've acting is good already. i know there are subtleties in it but mm -hmm. i know how it ends mm -hmm. well i guess i knew how the sopranos ended yeah. but i still really wanted to watch all leading up to it i know if you can rewatch breaking bad that's fine but it's also not really my cup of tea right like no disrespect i'm yeah. sure it's amazing but it's I'm did not you watch gonna... any of the seasons at all i watched the first season okay and like pretty much by episode two, when they melted the guy in acid in the bathtub, I was yeah. like, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to stick yeah, around this might for not all be this. Up my alley. And yeah, it was just exhausting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's emotional for you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I if, guess, yeah. you know, like how, if you were watching something and you're like, Oh, like, does that keep you up? Do you, does it stay in your mind? No, I don't know. You know, do you think about it a lot through the rest of the day? Uh, I don't know what it is. Sometimes it just kind of feels sad. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Any stuff that's weird. like, I don't like knife stuff, neck stuff, face stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all fine. Like, I know that there's some stuff in Logan that's like, like involves some, some classic some, neck knife face. Some like, well, like, Action. like some, some Wolverine claws through throats and stuff. Like yeah. that's not going to be for not me. Not for you. I don't know why I'm just sensitive to it. Huh. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's like a physical reaction. Sometimes I just like get really bummed out by it. Jen's really sensitive to the, uh, scary fat man in, uh, in Legion. He's pretty scary. Mm -hmm. He's shown up again. And uh, yeah. And a couple others that are kind of equally as scary Ooh. in their own eerie way. Yeah. Like different, but yeah. Like Glad you're enjoying that show. It, it's really crazy. Yeah. I would recommend it to anyone. Uh, any more thoughts on on Lovesick? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of interested. Although when it ended, Jen goes, that was the worst show ever. <laughs> and I was like, what? It wasn't the worst show ever. No, that's what I said. I was like, it wasn't that bad. She goes, the main guy's so ugly. It's <laughs> like, you can't, you, have, you need to stop judging shows on how attractive the main <laughs> characters are. And she's uh, like, look at his blonde hair. Ugh. <laughs> he is kind of like a, a bit of a wimp. I mean, that's kind of the point of the character. Totally. I'm a little bit sick of this cliche archetypical bromance between like the two best friends. And one of them is like super love emotional and naive. And super horny. Super horny. Yeah. yeah. And he's zany and he'll say and he's anything. he's always trying to give you advice yeah. on how to pick up that girl. It's been done. Yeah. A hundred times over. Fun exactly. fact about this show. It actually came out two years ago. It's about to get a second season finally. Right. It came out two years ago, but it wasn't given the name Lovesick until last year when Netflix decided to rebrand it. Because for a year on Netflix, it was called Scrotal Recall. Oh, I, saw, I thought that was just a poster for it. I saw I saw it somewhere online. It Scrotal was called Recall. Scrotal Recall. <laughs> Wow. That's the name of the show, which is a funny name. That's pretty good. Yeah. Especially considering like 
it kind of fits in with the theme of the show. Yeah, and Love Six is a good name too. Love Six, Love Six, perfect because yeah. he is kind of, you know, he's got a sickness because of love. And he yeah, also, but he's also emotional. Totally. Yeah, and it's it's just a it's a less threatening name. Like I kind of when I remember seeing Scrotal Recall, and I assumed <laughs> it was like it was like a Wayne's Brothers esque right. parody of these kinds of movies. Scrotal um, Recall. Scrotal Recall was what it was called. And so it never aired on BBC. It was just Netflix. No, it's a Netflix original. And so they're, it's been out for a year. They changed the name last year, and there's a new season out now? They just got picked up for a second season, so they haven't even made it yet. They're not oh, I thought yet. they have. Maybe they have. I think I was under the impression they haven't. Okay. Interesting. So I think on Love, mm-hmm. we both give it the show, show, seal of approval. Definitely. That's a thumbs up. Uh-huh. What would you say about Lovesick? No. 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 I mean, maybe I need to see a little bit more of it, but based on the pilot, it, I wasn't really, I didn't mind it. Right. I wasn't like, oh, this is brutal. I just didn't, I wasn't really like really compelled to see what happens next. Right. And it's... partly, partly for the reason Jen gives. I don't care about that guy. Yeah. I'm fine for a casual watch, but yeah, there were, there were parts in it, you know, the drunk uh, groom. I just thought like, what, why is. Yeah. There was some cliches in it. Yeah. The Bridezilla. Yeah. I uh, I really loathe those uh, cake toppers where the the bride appears to be holding the groom against his will to get married. I didn't know that those? was an actual thing. I thought that was kind of a joke. They sell them at Bulk Burn and stuff. Right. And like, I, like, I thought that we're seeing a world where that was the cake topper, but it wasn't the like actual real cake topper. People buy for their wedding cakes. Wow. I find them horrible. Yeah. Yeah. My best friends just got engaged yesterday. Oh, I know. Congratulations. I, to, I want to put that on audio record. Yeah, that's wonderful. My friends Colin and Catherine got engaged. Well, it's two days ago now, I guess. But I've only met them once or twice, but they're very nice people. Yeah, it's so both crazy. very tall. In a roundabout way, they would never be together without me. Oh, congratulations. I kind of like bridged them together. They actually said, we we kind of have you to thank on that. I was how like, did that go? How was... Well, I, so I... Kids, if not for your Uncle Slaney, I would not have... So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I um, was like, Colin's my best friend mm-hmm. and... Not me, this other guy, Colin. <laughs> my friend Colin. Yeah. Other, As a matter Colin of fact, last Bobby. week, uh, Slaney was asked if he and I are friends and he super hesitated and then he's no I wasn't hang on hang on (laughs) (laughs) he's super hesitated this has been burning in your chest he's super hesitated and then he goes yeah I guess no no okay you think I didn't super remember it that's not the story (laughs) all right the story was a co-worker yeah I made this story about your friends about me a co-worker said (laughs) a co-worker said she was asking about developing other people's mannerisms mm-hmm. and she like kind of awkwardly was like so are you guys like you know like really close she that's knows, what she, she said knows we do the podcast she didn't together. say are you guys friends she said are you guys really good friends we are really good friends i know <laughs> i was ready to go yeah i was about to and then you were like well <laughs> did i say well yes I think I was like, I think I was looking at your your face first because I was like, I don't want to dive in and th- like make Colin think that we're better friends than we actually are. Like, Whatever. I don't want Colin to be like, easy there, Slaney. Whatever, man. <laughs> anyway, so you and you and it was after a long day too. My sugar might have been low. So you and this other Colin are best. So friends. everyone knows. So everyone knows. <laughs> Colin and I are very good friends. Right. I right. consider you one of my close friends. Thanks, buddy. Um, Likewise. Thank you. Like I was going to say last week. Uh, <laughs> well, you should have chimed in. Uh, I know. Like, no, I really shamed hurt. me. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. 
Um, so anyway, so I was dating Jen, uh, and I kind of like started hanging out with this crew of girls that lived on, <laughs> that lived in a house on Tobin street because I went to school with some of them mm-hmm. through the mount. And so Colin, Oh, you weren't friends with these guys like in high school. I figured they were like your, since you were eight years old friends. Colin is. Oh, Colin is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but the girls weren't. Mm. So eventually when I started dating Jen, cause he was away at school most of the times when like we would hang out, like he was at Memorial mm-hmm. and then he came back in the summer, the first summer that Jen and I were dating, I think. And, uh, I was like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, you should meet Catherine or we're going to the cottage and Catherine's there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the rest is dating the history. Rest is matrimonial history. Yeah, well, I mean they bought a house together last year. So. Oh, that's great. Well, good yeah. for them. That's really nice. I have very good friends who also got engaged uh, around Christmas time. Really, that's very exciting. Nice. When are they getting married? Oh, not until like next year. Yeah, they're gonna, they're yeah. gonna hold out for a little while. Right. I think it's the same deal. Oh, yeah. actually, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that on. Like they're trying to keep. I I don't think anyone that they're trying to keep it secret from is going to listen to this. Who right are they away. trying to keep it a secret from? Like aunts and uncles. And I stuff? think yeah, just kind of like because they're yeah. away right. in Vancouver, and I think they want to come back. And right. Anyways, whoops! If if you pretend you didn't hear this for me, <laughs> uh, uh, but I think the the people that need to hear it already have heard it. Okay. Anyway, good for them. Uh, what's what time are we at? Oh, we're like an hour. We're fine. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, acknowledge that a series of unfortunate events uh, also got picked up for a second season. Nice. Since we're talking about exclusively Netflix shows this week. Sure. Um, it has also officially been ruled a comedy for awards consideration. Cool. That makes Which sense. does make sense. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is getting aggressively medium reviews. Oh, snap. Very medium reviews. Which is kind of interesting. I kind of assumed it would get the automatic 91. Yeah. Because it's like a family Automatic movie. And, on the tomato meter? Yeah, because it, a lot of money probably went into it. Right. But apparently Emma Watson's not that charismatic. Really? Which is interesting because she's only played like two adults in her life. Right. And so what? what's the tomato meter at right that now? That is just very perfunctory. It's just like, <laughs> why, why is this film? Right. You know? So it's not like what we're talking like a seventy six. No, it's at like bare. It's barely clinching fresh. Like it's at like sixty four. Oh man! And it hasn't come out yet. Okay, It'll but the out. critics who have seen it so far yes. think that. Right. It doesn't matter. It's going to make so much money this weekend. Yeah. It's so hyped. Uh, I mentioned Schumer. I mentioned OJ. SNL. Missing Richard Simmons. Chappelle. That's all my notes. So I think we conquered another one for another week. I think so. I think we got real a couple times. I think so, too. We got real about our friendship. Yeah. We had to do it sometime. The title of... <laughs> the title of... Uh, we should call it, like, the Show Show Friends Podcast. <laughs> two friends and, talking about shows. Or two friends talking about the show friends. We could do that. Well, we have to do that eventually. I can't believe we haven't yet. It's a big one. It's one of those big undertakings. Yeah. What do you pair with friends? Cheers. Cheers. It's a show about six friends. How I Met Your Mother. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, and we'll do it. What should we do next week? Should we? I feel like I had an idea, but now now it's now it's gone. I don't really know. We're into March. 
the Ides of March. The Ides March of March Madness. are tomorrow, or actually the day this is being released, or the Ides of March. Beware. For ye might get assassinated. Wouldn't it be interesting if Trump got assassinated in the Ides of March? Wow. I hope I didn't just get put on a list for saying that. Well, have mercy on sweets. And never never trust Will Smith, because <laughs> he might be responsible. True. I'm wondering if I should trust sweets. Should I really point. implicate Will Smith for the assassination? <laughs> Of the president, I'd play. Shouldn't, probably shouldn't do that. Put him on the uh, the most wanted list right now. Never trust that guy. And uh, anyway, Slaney and I are going to talk about our friendships more. So <laughs> we have some things to work out. Have a good week. <laughs> you don't mean that. <laughs>